Happy Sunday. <laughs> I was thinking last night of all the things I have the privilege to do as a pastor, the one that I get most excited about and the most nervous about are baptisms. It is just such a unique, special, amazing time. And so this morning, we're going to get to watch three men and one woman, young ladies, young men, get baptized. Before we do, you have a little handout you got when you came in. I just want to take a minute just to clarify what's happening this morning. I know for some of you, this is going to be very familiar but I pray it's faith building. So yeah, familiar, but faith building. That this helps remind us of what we're doing, what God has called us to do, and why we're doing it. So it's important for us to know what baptism is and what baptism is not. So the first thing in your outline, baptism is not saving anyone. So no one this morning is being saved from their sins. No one this morning is locking in their eternity because they're being baptized. Baptism is for people who have already repented of their sins, put their faith in Christ, and declare that they want Jesus as their Savior forever. That is who gets baptized. And if you want to just look at the verse, first verse there from Acts 2.41, it says this, those who received his word were baptized. So I just want you to notice the order. First, they received Christ, and then they were baptized. The same is true in the next verse, in Acts 8. But when they believed Philip, as he preached the good news about the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized. You're believed, and then you're baptized. This morning, we're celebrating that God has already done an amazing work, a saving work, a regenerating work in each one of them, and we're celebrating that by baptism. They're acknowledging, I believe, and so we're following the pattern of baptism. After you've believed, after you've received, you get baptized. So baptism is not something a person does to be saved, but baptism is something that a saved person does. That make sense? Okay, good. And you've heard this before. We're going to look at this in a second. Baptism is an outward sign of what's already happened to them. So it's a picture. It symbolizes. It's like a vivid illustration on the outside of what's already happened to them on the inside. So let's look for a second. Uh, two things that it symbolizes. The first is this. It symbolizes that your sins, your sins have been washed away, right? We know this. If you're dirty, kids, if you get really dirty playing outside, what does your mom make you go do? Get dirtier. No. What do you go do? You have to take a bath or a shower because that's how you get clean. So baptism is a picture, an outward picture of going into the water to get clean, of what's already happened on the inside is you've already been clean. And so the Titus verse here, I'm just going to read this one, says, but when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, he saved us, not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration. So scripture often talks about regeneration, being born again, being made brand new, as being washed, you're being clean. So this morning as we watch these individuals get baptized. It's a picture that their insides have been regenerated, washed clean from their sins. That's the first thing it symbolizes. Another thing, there's multiple things. I'm only gonna look at two this morning. The second thing on your notes, number four, is baptism symbolizes or dramatizes the believer's union with Christ. Their union. We've talked about this a lot as a church, how we are united to Christ, being in Christ, and how important that is that Christ is in you when you are in Christ and you're clothed in Christ. And so uh, a scripture that we often go to here is in Romans. I'm just going to read the one from Romans 6, where it says this. 
Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus, so the word baptized, we're going to see this in a second, is a word that they would have used for anything being submerged into something else. So if you saw a ship out in the ocean sinking and you lived in Jesus' time, you would have said, hey, that ship's getting baptized. It's going down in the water. So it's being immersed into something. And so here in this verse, that's what it's saying, that you have been baptized, you've been immersed into Christ Jesus, and you were baptized, you were immersed into his death. So he's using a symbolism here. We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead to the glory of God the Father, you too might walk in newness of life. So here's what baptism symbolizes. If you're united to Christ, when Christ died and went, died, went down into the grave, you're united with him. So you died and went down into the grave. So when you go down into the water, it symbolizes you being united to Christ and going down into the grave. And then... When Christ rose from the dead, since you're united with Christ, you too rose from the dead. So you've already died. If you're a Christian this morning, you can tell people, you know, I already died and came back to life. Because you did. You died with Christ and you came back to life. So this is a picture this morning that you died with Christ because you're united with him. Go down into the water. And then when you come up out of the water, it pictures that you've been raised with Christ to newness of life. So the reason then, this is the reason why, number five, water is... Baptism is by immersion. This is why we dunk people and we don't sprinkle people. Because it wouldn't be a good picture of someone going down into the grave and coming up out of the grave in their union with Christ. So, other than the word baptized literally meaning to plunge or to dip or immerse, there's verses that tell us that people when they were baptized in the Bible actually went down in the water. So you got a couple there. So Mark 1 tells us that people were being baptized by John and it said they were being baptized by him in the river Jordan. So they were going down in the river Jordan. And then five verses later in Mark, it says that Jesus was, when he was baptized, it says that Jesus came up out of the water. So a little test. If Jesus came up out of the water, that means at one point he must have been down in the water. Good. You guys are really smart. You're on it this morning. In order for him to come up out, he must have gone down in. So there's something about immersion going on here. John 3 says the same thing. John was also baptized because there was plentiful water there. So if you're just going to, like, sprinkle water on somebody, you don't need plentiful water. So there's a reason they waited till they found plentiful water, because they wanted the picture of baptism to match the picture of what Jesus did in your union with Christ when you go down in the water and come back up. Same is true in the Acts verse. They went down into the water when they were baptized, and they came up out of the water. So that's why this morning we're going to do it the way we're going to do it, as a picture of what's already happened because of their union with Christ. And the last one on the list here, verse at puzzled me for years that as I kept studying with you the doctrine of justification about being baptized and closed, I realized what's going on here, that you, we need even our best acts of righteousness perfected by Christ's righteousness, because he's the only one that's got the perfect righteousness we need, and that includes even our baptism. So Jesus says this when he gets baptized, then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to John to be baptized by him. And John would have, would have prevented him saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? But Jesus answered, let it be so, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. So Jesus has to fulfill all of your righteousness, which means if the command is be baptized, Jesus needs to do that perfectly in order to clothe you in his perfect baptism, because even your baptism has sin mixed into it because you're a sinner. Does that make sense? So if you've been baptized this morning, you know that your baptism is perfect. When God sees your baptism, he sees Jesus. Perfect baptism 
clothing you even over your obedient baptism. Does that make sense? So Jesus did it for you. So this morning, that's what we're going to celebrate. We're going to celebrate that Jesus has done something none of us could do, and that through our union with him, we go down in the water and we come up out of the water. And I've shared with these guys this morning, I'll share it with all of you, I think there's a connection here with when Scripture talks about we can quench the Spirit when we're disobedient, we can expect to be freshly filled by the Spirit when we're obedient. And so if Jesus tells us clearly, commands us, be baptized— this morning, you guys are obeying what God says, so you can expect his presence, his closeness to be filled with the Spirit while you're going down in the water and being baptized. Amen? Amen. All right. I want to pray, and then we will get the show on the road. Let me pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you this morning for what you have done in these four people's lives. We thank you, God, for, for saving them. We thank you, Lord, for the picture that baptism is. And Lord, I ask that your Spirit would fill us, and even as we watch as we hear the water splashing as we as we see people getting wet and going down in the water that all those pictures all of our senses would be engaged and that you would awaken us and aliven us to the reality of what it means to be regenerated and united to Christ and that we've died with Christ and rose with Christ spirit make those realities real and true in our hearts i pray increase our faith during this time in Jesus name amen